2023 just cruising along and we've got another episode of toad's tunes today we're sitting down with joe peters talking about the whiskey well one of my favorite singles from him talking about the good decisions and bad decisions made on whiskey we talked about the music industry in itself getting to play a stage with tim mcgraw we talked about new music dropping maybe one of the goals being getting on the road with cody johnson let's get to know joe peters walk back in this bar Hold her up another rack, drop a 20 in the jar, and I won't bum a cigarette and blow smoke in the dark. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes Today, sitting down with Joe Peters. Welcome back to Vegas. Hey, brother. Thanks for having me again, as always. Uh, yes. I'll, dude, I always have you back. Yeah, I know. I love it, brother. I'm so happy about it. I, I, I like to tout this thing as um, the whiskey will. Uh, it's my top five songs from, uh, from all the new... Uh, actually, what, th- this is what I'm saying. Top five songs that I learned through COVID. Top ten songs of of um, anything I'm listening to at this level of country music. I appreciate that. And you know what? Honestly, when that song... When we were able to cut that song, it was so... I don't know. You, you, you're listening to different songs, and you're listening to something you're going to put on a project. And that song, there was something special to it. When I first heard it, and, yeah, and when the guys finally heard it, and I showed the the guys, they were like, "Holy smokes, we get to go play this one every night!" And it's fun to play, and it gets good crowd reaction, and it's my one of my favorites to listen to on our stuff. When you listen to the lyrics, everyone's been there. Oh yeah, but I always sell it as that man. It's like you you're the relationship's over, you're out drinking. I'm not going to call you, but that Blue Valor will. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Well, that was the funny. Like when I was, I always kind of sell it to people as, you know. Whiskey has made me make some of the worst decisions in my life and some of the best decisions. So it's kind of all evened out. And so right. Whiskey's been a friend over the years, and the whiskey will make you do some things. I want to say that that's the first song I ever heard from you, uh, Brought Your Ass Out Here, and then you drop Buckles and Broken Hearts. Yeah. Uh, another a banger, if you ask yeah. me. Love that one. And then you follow it up with this Chevy Nova shit that brings every kid back to high school. Chevy Nova, I had a 72 Chevy Nova, and that was another one of those moments, like those oh shit moments when I was able to cut that one because I was like, I'm relating to this so much right now. But like three months before we cut that song, I just sold my 72 Chevy Nova. And so I was like, this is just, I mean, it's meant to be. Why would you sell that song? Well, I had to make room in the garage so that I could have all these dumbass buddies of mine come over and play play drums and (laughs) play in the garage and make some room for it. So so. your car garage turned into music. Yeah, and then we've since outgrown the garage and now we're into a separate room, separate studio rehearsing over there and my neighbors love me for it now because so. you moved yeah I moved that's them all funny out exactly. i have a um i have a drum set in my garage in my backyard i built a a, a metal garage thing yeah. um but i have my drum set back there and I'll, i mean all my toys are back there my dirt bikes right. and stuff like that but i go back and i sit down there every now and then well my buddy steven who's a, a singer used to live right on the corner from me and i would that's be playing cool. my drums and i would get a text message i'm on my way over i'm like no dude yet no no no, no not doing this here. <laughs> not doing this today. no i'm oh, not doing it ever that's in, just you know, bakersfield where i'm from is it gets hot there and so summertime we'd have the garage halfway up so that we could have you know a little swamp cooler on right. us and oh my god when we're working on songs, it can get a little rough sometimes. So the sweatiness. Oh the sw- God, it's a little little rough in there. And the, and when you have the garage open, now the sounds are really traveling across the neighborhood, and everyone gets to enjoy us working on stuff. Is it a free show? You know, if they <laughs> if they stop by, it's actually funny. We when we have that garage about you know, a quarter of the way up, sometimes we would used to see little kids out there. We'd see their feet out there on their skateboards and stopped, and right. you know, the little bikes would be laying down out front, and we'd peek our heads under the garage and. 
there'd be five or six kids out there just just watching us. You know, that's pretty around. cool. So that's cool, man. You know, dude, you're practicing and giving back to the community. Absolutely, you know, just helping the kids. It's for the kids, dude. I was I was at my lunch meeting today, and something that came up. We we were talking about how when we were kids versus how their kids, like when I was a kid, you used to be able to go around and ride your bike and set it down and go inside your friend's house. Now you can't anymore because someone's going to steal your bike and. It's it's it really is sad in that that regard. I don't have children. Um, my my brothers have kids, and my you know my cousins all have kids. I'm the only one in my family that doesn't have children. But I saw that a lot change with their kids. They don't. They're very cautious about where they go and what they do. And sure, for me growing up, we had a cattle ranch north of Bakersfield, and it was like I mean you just go, you just take off and go. There right. was no. There was no stopping you. Get on your horse, get on your quad, go ride around, do something. And now people are even worried about the worst things that could happen, even on our ranch. Still, they're yeah, cautious it's, about it's, it. It's, it's a like, whole ah. different. It's a whole different level of stuff that we didn't pay attention to as kids. And and uh, it's a scary world, man. It's totally, totally. It, re- it really is. And then out, you know, out here in, in Vegas, I'm sure that adds a, a whole another list of of things kids can get in trouble with out here. I mean, jeez. If you live in the city, we live kind of on the outskirts, amen. We're blessed like that, but we don't mess around like that. I yeah. mean, we, we go in the backyard and go play because we have the room. Exactly. But uh, to where we used to go play in the <laughs> desert as a kid. And we, I mean, we were talking about today how we used to walk the block walls in between people's houses. Man, if someone right. does that now, you're, you're, you're probably oh, going to get shot. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, people, people have just, I think, especially during COVID, we were talking today on, on the way in how people have just lost all civility between each other and lost respect with to one another yeah and are not courteous at all i mean just flying in today in the airport holy crap how rude people are to each other is just it's insane yeah i i, we, I was talking to that today uh, our cfo here we were having a conversation about um I don't, i'm not super political but we i watched a little bit of the state of the union and mm-hmm. then then i started watching um some of the tidbits after and the response from like when something was said and the crowd was very vocal mm-hmm. and i'm like god when did all that start and and he, he brought it up that that when trump was in office the people that didn't like him were very vocal in those yeah. in those big meetings and stuff but before that you never heard that. never heard that there was always respect and there is no respect anymore and it's not you know if you go over you know overseas the house of parliament that's if you ever watched a house of parliament uh proceeding everyone's yelling at each other and screaming at each other 24 7 and that's just not how we do things here you know like in the u.s i think everyone treats each other with a little bit more respect and gives everybody opportunity to talk sure and, and if, if that's not your opinion then just move on and that's not my thing and but you don't got to cut people down like people do these days god it's crazy he was saying something in regards to conspiracy theorists that's a term they came up with someone that has a different opinion than you <laughs> i was like jesus true? christ man true. i never thought of it that way but it's pretty much the truth let's get off that yeah. subject you're doing a lot more music stuff these days like i think when you yeah. first came through here you're working a lot yes a couple shows here and there 100 now every time i see you online you're always playing shows yeah and i've been very very fortunate because i do have work outside of music unfortunately still that i still got to tend to but i've got really i think the the magic of i'm being successful in anything is surrounding yourself with good people yeah and the people that i've got working with us um outside of music really take care of me in a way that i can go out and pursue music more and do it um, more more serious than i had been in the past and um because of that things are starting to open up even more and more and more and more so it's a uh, it's exciting it's uh, it's different you know um, but I wouldn't want to have it any other way. I mean, right. We're playing shows now that we've only could dream about getting, you know, and thankfully the, the boots in the park 
um, uh, group. They've they've been very courteous to us, putting us on shows with some bigger name guys, and it's just opening up these markets to us that we wouldn't have been able to do ourselves. And so I think it's um, surrounding yourself with good people and just having someone like yourself takes a chance on somebody like sure. me. So I like that. Um, I still get these posts all the time. I, I like to say this. You can only imagine the amount of people that reach out that want to play here. Oh, good. After yeah. after the years of growing. But I get stuff where I'll post a show that's coming up, and um, I want to say one of your posts, someone posted on there and said, I've been trying to get in there for three months. And I kind of want to write back and go, oh, that's cute, because some of these other guys, four years. Right. Like Scotty Mack, yeah. Stephen Wesley, like these regional guys that are right. West Coast been trying forever. And then you get the artists that, that there's some artists out of Nashville that right. have been trying for years and years. It's not, I don't, I don't want to say trying. That, that's not the word. I think just reaching out for the opportunity. But... Sometimes timing doesn't work. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. We, we've had the opportunity to play some places that uh, we've wanted to play, but we couldn't make it work because of scheduling or because of time and things like that. But uh, you know, we do our own booking. We we are just knocking the phones down and the emails like crazy, and so you know we uh, we got to be proactive in that. Sure, uh, reaching out and. I'm finding that nobody's gonna book these things for you. you know yeah, I mean? well, not unless so, you have an agent. Not unless you have an agent, and so it's like. Well, for, that doesn't always work. For, exactly. <laughs> well, I, it was a joke. I won't say the name of the agency, but uh, we were reaching out about getting a booking agent, and uh, they told us, "Yeah, we would take you on as client. We can't guarantee any bookings, and it'll cost you four thousand a month." You have to pay them. Yeah. That's what I said. I said, well, the conversation's over. Why don't I pay myself $4,000? Right. I'll just, do it myself. It was crazy just to even think that, that that's a thing, you know. But Wow. Uh, so That it, one's new. I've never heard that one. Oh, I know. I was like, who? I can't believe it. Maybe they were just trying to sh- have a shot in the dark here, but who's who's buying into that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just nuts. I w- For no guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's just, it's a, it's a struggle, um, but it's a good struggle. You know what I mean? Because it sure. makes... It makes it so much more rewarding when we were f- finally, you know, blessed to be able to come here and, and play at Stoney's. It was like, man, work's paying off, boys. It feels yeah. good, you know. And to me, it makes us show up and really, you know, head in the game and really make, you know, these things come together. I like to say that that I appreciate um, the newer artists like I appreciate sports. I always like the college sports more than I like the professional yeah. sports sort of thing because I don't want to say that they're trying harder. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I think that they still they're still humble. Not that not that after a lot of these artists make it, they're not humble. It's just the the expectation of stuff and the the desire and the um, the gratitude is a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, and a new broom sweeps clean, right? You know. Oh and, yeah, I like that. You know, and it's the truth. And sometimes the new wears off on some spots. I mean, I know that you know when I was playing um, some spots in Bakersfield, I was you know super excited to, uh, to go play them, and there were some of these smaller little bars there, and then. You know, after playing them 20, 30 times, that excitement, that initial excitement of going to someplace, whereas, is, you know, it wears off. You grow, you grow out of it, yeah, I guess, you, in that right, sense. exactly. And so, but I think that's the beauty of this uh, industry is there's no, uh, there's another level. Yes. You can always level up. You and can, so, and continue to. And continue to. Yeah. So, um, for the people that, that I get to play with consistently that we're, you know, booking shows around in, in California, a lot of them don't want to or don't feel like they can or have the ambition i guess to get out of that little realm of things right and um the one thing comfort zone it's a comfort zone yeah exactly it's a good way of putting it and and um our group our band our guys we live in the uncomfortable 
comfortable zone. I mean, we just we we rebel against anything that's comfortable. You know, we want to do stuff that's hard. We want to go chase more shows and bigger shows. And well, that's neat that you surround yourself with people like that because you could have a bad day, lazy day, whatever you want to call it, but someone in your camp's gonna yeah they're gonna uh, push through it, make it a little bit like different. Like a too. guitar player, we were we were playing a while back somewhere and something was going going wrong on stage, and he just looked over me mid set. Get your head out of your ass. You know what yeah. I mean? Just put finger in my face. Get your head out of your ass. We got Perfect. a show to do. And I'm like, yes, sir. You know, and so it's it's good to have those people like that. What's been your highlight so far in your career? Uh well, last year was a big year for us. Uh I got to sing at Dodger Stadium, uh, do the national anthem there. Dope. Um, opened uh, for Tim McGraw. Very cool. And then they brought me back out to do the national anthem again, um, before right before Tim went on and I got to sing in front of his crowd of about 20,000 people. Holy shit. And that was, that's pretty wild. You know, um, I think g- getting those little things like that, like I never thought that I'd ever stand on a stage in front of that many people, let right. alone being able to do what I like to do. Um, so that's pretty, that was, those were pretty incredible moments for, for me. Um, outside of that, I think last year, um, we wrote some really amazing songs that are getting ready to come out. We're, we're recording in two weeks in Nashville, getting everything you know, buttoned up on this project. And I, I'm just so excited to put these things out. How so, many songs? Uh, we'll do a six-song EP. All going to so, drop at the same time? That's nah, kind of the great debate. <laughs> you know? it's, so, it's so tough these days because uh, you sit back and it's like you watch an, an artist like Luke Combs or Morgan Wallen and they, and they drop 3,426 songs in one album. It's crazy. Right? And then you've got other artists that believe that I'm just going to drop one a quarter, and I'm like, I don't like that. That's too long. And then it's like yeah. one a month. I'm like, ah, it's still too long. Like my, my theory, what I try to to stay with, or our camp, what we try to stick with, is about every eight to ten weeks we're releasing something. Right. And it's a couple months in there. Um, but, you know, me financing this thing myself, um, I go out and record and write 20 songs and spend all that time and money in the studio and drop them all. I got to go do that again, <laughs> right? Quick. I get it. And so it's like I try to try to find a way to where we can stay relevant. The happy but, medium. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take these projects and get some longevity out of them. Um, and 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 I, and you know, in truth be told, I don't know. My my thoughts on the whole, the big deluxe album releases are kind of strange because I really do want everyone to listen to every single one of my songs and and take it in. And right. I feel like if you release thirty songs, unless you're a diehard True Blue fan taking in all those songs is going to be tough fair i listened to uh morgan's no hardy's new release um uh, the mockingbird, mockingbird and, crow, yeah. and i i don't say i'm obsessed but there's some great songs on there and like i always reach out and ask people what their favorite songs are and sometimes i think that people listen to music based on who is singing with them sort of yeah, thing yeah. and like everyone's going back with the red song and i, I love the mockingbird and the crow they're talking about you know uh um Wait in the truck, and but mm-hmm. I sit back and it's like, ain't in the country no more. That's probably my favorite song on there, and I just pretty cool song. Dude, it's, it's pretty cool. It's badass, and, and it, it, you know, and, and with that album, you know, to to kind of go lateral on, on that, he, he is opening up a realm of country music that is uh, I feel like pop country is 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 fading back, and this rock stuff is coming up. And it's oh yeah, kinda, it's crazy to see. I mean, I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either because it's perfect for us. Like, if anybody's ever been to one of our shows, we know that we kind of, we kind of rock it up a little bit. And um, I'm like, shit, this is perfect. About time, you know. Now we can maybe fit into this a little bit more. Do you have an artist that you would love to go out on the road with? Hardy, Hardy, <laughs> <laughs> Hardy. <laughs> uh, you know, I honestly, um, 
I would love to go out on the road with Cody Johnson. Yeah, and I get it's a good to op- fit. open a show with him uh, in April. You get to? Yeah. Is that a boost in the park thing? Boost in the park. Nice. Yep. Um, don't know if I'll, I'll get to meet him really or hang out, but you know, but uh, you know, he's a he's a rodeo cowboy, and and that's kind of where my background falls into as well. So, did you um, watch Deer Rodeo? I did. That was yeah. a very good documentary. Yes. Very cool. And um, you know, I think you know, I, I just played or hung out with uh, Chancey Williams, who uh, I think he's coming back here. I want to have some fun with that. Okay. Um, go ahead and finish that little, oh, yeah. that, so, that so little Ch- bit. But Chancey, I got to hang out with him the other day down in San Bernardino. Super cool dude. So yep. I think having a combination of guys that are like-minded like that would be just, shoot, it'd be rad. I want to show you a photo. I came into work today, and I looked up at the marquee, and that's what was on the marquee. Oh, no way. <laughs> dude. So I'm like, I walked inside, but this is why, because it's he's coming here March 10th, oh, and today is February 10th. So someone in the bar last night put Chancey Williams <laughs> on the marquee. I walked in, I went... You gotta be kidding me right now! Like, wrong spot. Wrong, wrong. So I literally. Hey, if for all those people that are coming to see Chancey tonight, keep coming. You know, keep coming. Yeah, I'm excited to have him back out here. He played uh, on a writers' round during. Um, oh, cool. During actually ACMs, he was here. Um, he wasn't. He played ACMs. That's where he was here. And then I saw him at uh, the kickoff to the rodeo, the ro- uh, hoedown downtown. Mm. I saw him, and we were shooting the shit. And that morning that I saw him. Uh, his show got confirmed. Oh, and so cool. I was talking to him and I go, is your manager here? He's like, yeah, he's right over there. I go, let's have some fun, dude. I said, why don't, why don't, why don't, I said, I, sh- I showed him the email that yeah. it was confirmed. He goes, didn't even know that yet. I said, well, now you do, but here's the neat part. You should go tell your manager, you know, Hey, do I ever get to play Vegas anytime soon? And say, you know what? I like bet him some ungodly amount of money that you can get a show done right now here in Vegas. But, That's classic. Yeah. We had a good time with him. He's such a good dude. And yeah, that was, that was, it was funny because I was sitting in Bakersfield. I had an off weekend, and I was just scrolling through, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. And I saw there was an ad that he was going to be at a place in San Bernardino. And so I called our tour manager, uh, who loves Chancey, and I was like, "Dude, let's hop in the truck and go, 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 hang out," you know. Yeah. And then I, so we all loaded up and headed down there to go see him. And then on the way, I was looking through his stuff, and he he had just played uh, Nashville North with Jeremy McComb's yep. spot up in state line idaho and so i called jeremy's uh guy and uh we all kind of got on the horn together and stuff i was like man i just hey if he's around i want to meet him meet him yeah. right yeah and so before the show we got to meet chancy and hang out and he was a super cool dude his team is awesome and everyone is super nice and they're just good just good old people right you know? and uh i'm still in that it's still kind of a weird thing for me to think of like meeting somebody in this uh business that could be an asshole <laughs> you know because i got a couple you got, right <laughs> Because I'm like, God, how much fun do you have to have? I mean, are you not enjoying yourself in right. this thing? Like you're in this? the wrong business if you're, yeah. yeah. And and Chancey is the complete opposite of that. Super cool dude. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad he gets to come here and play. He was out just watching bands play. I thought it was like one of the neatest things in the world. That's he awesome. was just, just a neat dude. Have you played Nashville North yet? Yes, I did. I yeah. opened for uh, Jameson Rogers and Parmalee. There. Oh, dope. And, uh, and that place is it's awesome. Yeah, I've never awesome. been, but Jeremy's a buddy. And uh, um, I talked to him pretty often about about stuff and uh he's an interesting dude i like him he writes uh, like a lot i didn't know that uh um he's got a new single uh tracy lawrence didn't we that he's one of the co-writers on. oh that's right yeah, yeah. That's right. i remember saying that he was going to drop something with him it, it's a badass song man and, you know going back to the to the surrounding yourself with good people i think i got really lucky early on and met jeremy through some people i was working with 
and um, that's become a really good, strong friendship. And he's yeah. he's kind of been a, a good mentor for me and things that I have questions about. And you know, we're trying to talk about the grind, right? Oh that dude's God. been on the road. Yeah, that guy's nonstop. It's yeah. hard to keep up with. And he he has these bracelets that he gave me uh, a while back. He gave me one of them. It says "Outwork all them some bitches." And uh, I like it. And I'm all for it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's kind of a that style of work ethic is kind of a dying breed in a lot of ways. And um, especially in this world that we live in today. today. Today is so bad. Trying to find good help, consistent help, people that care about their job. It's miserable. Yeah. It's miserable. You know, um, I challenge a lot of people to find a, a harder working drummer than the guy that we have on our on our team right there. He, you know, he stays 10 minutes after everybody, and he is the first person at the venue every time. And he's there for loadout. He's there after loadout. Right. He's, I mean, this guy is just, he's incredible. And that's just like a testament to somebody who loves it, you know. And so we, we, jo- we joke about, you know, Who's going to be at loadout today? Because you know he is. He is. You know, it's, it's just no. What's no going to happen the day that you get big and you got guys to come and do all that for you? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be bored. <laughs> he just no, you won't. You'll be like in and out of all these things and yeah, dude, doing stuff. It's, yeah, I look forward to that. Do you like playing the festival style stuff? Do you do you enjoy that? That was my first experience this last year doing them, and I do really like them. Um, they're they're it's a lot of it's a lot of work for a little bit of a time, I suppose. You know, sure. and. Um, and you're definitely a filler spot, but I think um, it's a good it's a good way for me to play in front of a lot of people and get a lot of exposure. Real fast, yeah, yeah, real fast. And so I thought I thought when we would do those shows, you know, we would be able to go play some out in surrounding areas and and uh, some surrounding towns, and and it's been working that way. So we've been really marketing ourselves to play some of these surrounding places after these festivals do you think that when you get on shows like that like the boots in the park stuff does it help you like get onto other places or in, in, into other places like is that like your resume builder yeah i i always i use it use it that way for sure and um because you know that's really at this level that's that's the payout you know what i mean that's sure. that's the payout and, and and we're okay with that that's that's awesome you know it's it's being able to say hey we've done this and we're for real we're not bullshitting and um we can stand on a stage of this magnitude and perform and get invited back. Right. You know, um, I, you know, I, anyone can do something once. It's can you can you do it twice? <laughs> you know what I mean? And this uh, is your third show at Stoney's, right? Uh, third show. And so I'm I'm honored. Third time's a charm. It's gonna be the best one yet. Too. I think, dude. They just keep getting better and better and better, which is why I love doing yeah. this stuff. I love watching artists grow and become become bigger in their craft. I think that's yeah. an important piece to the puzzle. Well, we've talked a lot about this with the guys and one of our guys that's playing with us tonight. It's uh, his first time being here. And we were all talking about how Toad takes care of all the all the new guys, and he really how much you enjoy music, and how yes. much you do for us as young artists. I mean, we do get to go play a lot of places, and we don't get, ever get to play places like this. This know? place is this place has turned into something pretty fucking. It's cool, pretty man. special. It's pretty special. Every town needs one of these. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> impossible to do. To I'm busy. <laughs> Everyone needs a toad. Everyone needs. I a just, toad. you know what? I think my favorite thing is, is like I've always said, Carter Winter came back here a long time ago, and uh, way pre-COVID, probably like 18, and he was on his tour, and he was touring a lot. And one of the things he said is, when he would look through his tour schedule, he would see Stoney's on there, and he'd go, "Let's just focus on getting there because we know we're home." 100%. And I think that was probably one of the coolest things that was ever said to me. It's it's minor to them probably yeah. in some sense. I mean, it means something, but right. at the end of the day, they don't know what the magnitude of how that hits me in a sense of knowing that they look forward to coming here because they know they're going to get taken care of, know the experience is good, know that we care, know they have a good stage, good sound. Well, anybody that's listening to this that is was like myself a couple years ago and wanting to play Sony's, 
um, it's everything that you could think that it would be. Yeah. It's, it's badass. It's incredible. And from the moment we get the confirmation email to the day we leave, it's professionalism at its finest. And you, yeah. you feel you feel welcomed here. You feel like a superstar. So it's cool. I take it. So I go back uh, early 2000s. I used to do shows at the House of Blues here. Mm-hmm. And I would bring independent bands in. And I would bring a bunch of different genres. I would feed them. They're in charge of their own liquor. Mm-hmm. Uh, um but I would do catering with the venue. Uh, the venue was always nice to me about stuff. And, they, and for me, it was giving an artist an opportunity to play a stage they could never get to on their own. Right. So that's why I was doing it. And I would just see the passion. I didn't pay the artist there. I didn't make any. I mean, we made money, I guess. But all that money that we made from those, we do compilation CDs. And that was right. the kind of stuff. And we had a website and we were promoting independent artists. But I learned back then that if you treat an artist with a certain amount of respect, they're going to be different towards you. You uh, know, and Yeah. And, and I. We do, like we mentioned, you know, we run across a few, few interesting characters out there in this world. Sure, but you know, you have a venue like this; it makes you, as an artist, want to show up and do your absolute best. It, you know, we 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 want to be this to be our best show of the year. You know, it's like our mentality coming in here, and I think when you're treated with that kind of respect coming into it, we owe it to you, right? To give I our like best. That. I like that. You know, and we don't. A lot of times, you know, we, we're still playing spots where we're playing, you know, rooms with 50 people in them still in some of these little bar bar spots. And to get the owner, the manager, the person that booked you even to to, to even give you so much as a hello when you walk in the door sometimes, it's, it's just mind-boggling. And for us, I like, don't get that. We're like, we don't feel welcome here. Right. Why don't... Why are we here? You know, I I hear this story a lot that that a lot of these artists, even ones that are touring throughout the whole year and they go to places and they said um, it's rare that they even get to meet the guy that booked the place. I mean, that 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 booked him. And my whole thing is I've had tour managers come to me the minute their artist has stepped on the stage and asked for their check to settle. And I'll like look at him and like, man, no, this I'm a fan. Yeah, exactly. This is the fruits of my labor. Right. I mean, this is what I don't book bands I don't like. Right. Like, what's the point of that? Like, I want to enjoy it, and I figure if I enjoy it, they'll enjoy it. And that's kind of my my, my attitude towards this. You're, you're you're right. I mean, why why book? I mean, you have you have the, all the power here to book whoever you want to. You know what I mean? And and you can choose all the bands that sure. are coming up. Uh, why why would you want to settle with? Anything less than something that you're gonna enjoy because all the hard work that you put it sure. into, you know, it's 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 kind of crazy. But you have to put a, have a place that's worth a damn for people that are worth a damn to come to. I look at it in a sense. A long time ago, uh, Chris booked this girl because the the booking agent said she was good and she was getting this big huge deal and blah blah blah. And I went that particular night. I was out with a buddy of mine and we went to see. Um, I think it was Pussifer. They were playing. I think that's who it was, but. And my my watch was going bananas, but you couldn't pull out your phone or anything. So my wa- watch was going nuts, and um, I pulled out my phone to look at what it was. And the artist was on stage, horrible. Was nobody was on the dance floor? It was just I. Did, I'm not saying that that yeah. it was Chris's fault for booking a shitty band, but he took the word of the booking agent. And all this stuff was going on. I left the show, came here. And when I saw the video, like we sent it to the booking agent, we sent it to this label, and we're like, "What? What the what hell? What like this?" It goes back to reputation in that sense. And we have a lot of locals here, and if you start putting garbage on the stage, the people aren't going to come anymore. Right. And I think that we've built something that's so rad here that 
um, you show you ticket sales, but you know that there's going to be four to 600 people that walk up every single night yep. that, that we have live music. And that's yeah. the neatest thing in the world because they don't need to know who the artist is. Yeah. They just need to know that it's going to be good. They can dance. They're going to like it. They're, they're guaranteed a good show when they walk in there. Yes. You know? And that's kind of like what, what, what the pride from, from our side comes from. Well, and all I, of this. And I love the fact of how you, you guys set this, the show schedule up, you know, it's, it's later in the evening. It's a. It's not a four-hour long show. No, like, fuck you no. Know, it's like that's just. I do not want to listen to Joe Pitters for four no, for four hours. I don't I... want to listen to me for four hours. Good God! It's just. But but how can you keep a crowd engaged for four hours? You can't. And it's like, man, take that shit somewhere else. Yeah. You know, and you it makes something special when it's like, oh, I got one hour to see this person. Let's just right. get in there and get it done. Give me one artist that if there was a couch and you had to listen to him for four hours, who would it be? You know, Waylon Jennings. Would it? I listen to Waylon every single day. That guy's probably one of my favorite country artists. And Mike Judge came out with a thing called Tales from the Tour Bus yeah. a long time ago, and I watched Waylon's thing, and it just reaffirmed all the cool why, shit. Why you Waylon. loved him so much. I loved him, you know. My dude would be Randy Hauser. Randy Hauser. Yeah. Randy Hauser's just got that sound, man. He's just, that's butter. I <laughs> saw him I saw him at uh, uh, some sort of a... Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Some uh, I don't know if it was it was not CRS. It, it was something in Nashville, and the artists were getting up and they played like two or three songs. And uh, Gretchen Wilson played on the same stage with him the same night, and she just did a few songs. But he got up there and uh, had something to do with booking tours. So I don't I don't know which one. I don't know if it was Aiba or something. But um, he played two or three songs, and the last thing he said was, "Man, just book me. I just I just want to get out there and play for you guys. That's what I want to do." But he's been here a couple times. Not for us, but for private events. Yeah. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm here yeah. because that dude is he. He has no set list. He just picks up his guitar and he, this is what we're doing. And it's so it, cool to me. Yeah, and his voice is. I saw him at Country Fan Fest a few years ago, and he played for I don't know maybe an hour and fifteen minutes, and it wasn't enough. Oh, and it's funny you say the the the, the no set list thing. Uh, a buddy of mine that I play with a lot that uh, was. Uh, really integral in me getting this whole thing going named tim styles he kind of gave us the whole don't use a set list thing just feel the crowd he's very he's very much that vibe absolutely feel the crowd see what happens and so we we did that a few times i told the boys and if we have a set list up there this is all variable (laughs) you know like well i mean the the end of the day especially at a place like this like you can't if like you had a set list and in your set list you put two slow songs together it's going to change the whole environment of this room. And 100%. he's right on the fly, but you have to have a band that can respond can as well. Respond to, ex- well, exactly. And yeah. know where you're going, know what you're doing. You know, and that's real fast. <laughs> real fast. <laughs> oh, oh, well, and I don't know what's going on. The last, it must be something about being over 30 now. My, my eyesight's just started to like start fading yep. the last. And, <laughs> and my guy put, the, put our ink, and it was like a blue color. And when they had the blue lights came on on, the, on stage, couldn't just, see it. Couldn't see nothing. And so I thought we were on one song. and they going to another, and we caught ourselves the other day, and I don't think anybody in the crowd noticed that we were perfect <laughs> switching up. And we're like, holy shit, that was close. One. That's pro. That's, That's pro when you right know there. that you've turned the That's corner. That's I'm pro. I'm telling you, by God. <laughs> a lot of shit a couple years ago. So when is this music going to drop? Well, the plan is is end of March is Beautiful. what we're hoping. Okay. Get the first one out. Do you know March. the name of the first single? That is TBD. Yeah. TBD. We That's got a weird two. name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got two that were... Um, that we're kind of they're fighting right right now and so beautiful next week we're going to go out or a couple weeks from now i suppose do the final touches on them and kind of make that decision and so we're going to be playing them both here tonight beautiful and um it's either going to be a song called uh, if you were a song or sometimes i do 
I like it. And um, I'm excited about him. I really am. We've been getting a lot of good response out of him. And Socially and stuff so, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys where if I play a song live, it's taken me about a thousand times to play it at my house acoustically, singing it in the shower, singing it in my truck. Oh, right. To get comfortable with it to where I can really, you know, vibe out on stage yeah. and make it seem natural. And so, Own it, per se. Exactly. Yeah. And so now we are at these that level with these songs and they're fun and now i'm actually getting to see some different responses and their their responses from the crowd are about they're about neck and neck and each night I'm like man i kind of like the way sometimes i do sound and sometimes it's the if you were a song and so we're all the band has some of their favorites i got mine so we'll see how it all turns out is there someone that you share that stuff with that that actually like has some weight to it that you listen to yeah um t- t- uh, tammy kid uh, tammy hutton uh, her husband, Lynn Hutton, is a co-writer on these songs. And uh, Tammy's basically my acting um, co-producer slash managing assistant partner. Ever. She's my, she she's owns my go-to you. lady. She owns my <laughs> Your ass. executive <laughs> assistant. Exactly. <laughs> and she's the one who, who makes me... Uh, you know, not look like a complete idiot when we go places in Nashville. You know, she helps helps me out and kind of helps me navigate the waters. And so, um, she's had some amazing cuts with you know Leanne Rhymes, a number of different people. And so she's she knows the deal. And she knows how it works. And so I I really value her opinion. And Lynn is an incredible songwriter. He's, he wrote you know that was a cold one. Eric Church I, I want to say they've been they here did before. They something with, uh, I think, uh, Jameson, uh, Jameson Rogers, I think. So it was a Diamond Resorts thing. Yes, yeah. it was a private event. I knew, I yeah. met them. Yeah. Yes, Tom great Shire. people. Yeah, Lynn and Tammy. Yeah. And so Tammy's Tammy's my gal. And yeah. so she's she's been a, such a blessing and has really helped me out with this stuff. And so I kind of gi- give her a lot of autonomy in how we do things. I love it. I yeah. think that's the way to be. Uh, there's this kid, Jordan Harvey, that's on his way up. He just yeah. saw, do, do you know him? Yeah, you yeah, heard of him? Yeah. He's on our class of 2023 in Bakersfield, the... He's badass. Yeah, I love this things. kid. He's he. If you ever, I don't know if you've met him yet, no, but it, when you do, he's he is he's a genuine. He just loves what he does. But cool. his manager Tyler uh, gave me two songs. And he said, "Pick one. Which one should be our next single?" Yeah. And I loved it because um, I enjoy stuff like that because I get to I get to hear it different, and they're so uh, involved in it that yeah. you get to hear something a little bit different. And that song I picked is the one that that I'm not saying it was because of me, but they. Um, that was what I think that people were leaning towards because it's a little bit more upbeat than the other one, and it just gives them an idea of his character, his personality, who he is. And I think that when you're introducing yourself to radio yeah. or to uh, um, a single to really get people, you've got a, a good following. Yeah. Obviously, you want to get to the point where you've got a million listeners a month right. and keep on growing, but what's going to best define who you are for that first song? And I think that's kind of the attitude that... Yeah, that, that's 100%. I mean, you've got to have something to follow it up with. Uh, that too right you know and and i think cohesiveness is a big thing on projects for me like i don't want to put something out i don't want to put out a a song that is super rolls into my you know cowboy lifestyle and then something that is so left field and like the the rock passion of me sure i mean so it's like Uh, it's not a horrible thing this day and age though because people go out there and they chase that stuff yeah 100 percent. i think it's 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 a there's a there's a line in between where you can mesh them together it's like buckles and broken hearts i mean that song is more country than any of the other songs on my last project, but especially how we play them live, it all they all tie in together, yeah. uh, sonically at least. Yeah. And so, uh, 
it, it's 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 fi- finding finding those those ones, and I think it comes through playing them out more and seeing crowd responses. And well, tonight I'll have you <laughs> give us some feedback. Which one's your favorite? I'll listen. Yeah, because of my favorite part. Let's get you back downstairs. Tell cool. people how to find you online. And you can follow me at uh, Joe Peters underscore music on Instagram, and you can go to my website JoePetersMusic.com, and uh, give us a follow. We're on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, brother. Love it, dude. Thanks again for the time. Thank you, Toad. Chances I took it was there for it all Turn it up, Springsteen, in the best way When you're 16, you gotta earn that bad reputation Brew some smoke, left some marks, ran some lights, draw